it seems like we're going to come across a lot of instances when uh, we hear information and we have that immediate response as far as whether or not it's true. The challenge is to receive it, discern it, and decide whether we want to keep it or toss it to the side. But it's always, which means that it's always important to know the truth because the truth would decide whether or not what you just received is worth keeping. Welcome to the latest episode of The Glory in Our Stories. Life. You're born into the world, you grow, you mature, you go to college, you start a career and a family. It looks like everything goes as planned. Or does it? afternoon and good evening welcome to the latest episode of the glory in our stories i'm your host calvin wayne pennywell jr uh the name of this episode is titled know the truth know the truth uh this episode was inspired by a recent um encounter i had um with myself and an inner voice that i know that was not of god and I had to rebuke it immediately like it was early like I had just woken up so lately I have uh, not been feeling well not sure what it going what's going on went to the doctor they said my blood pressure has been up which is odd because I work out vigorously and I'm 36 years old there's a lot of things that I don't do I don't drink don't smoke um, but in hindsight I mean looking over my eating habits over the last few years it's not been the best haven't made the wisest decisions uh, but overall I have been consistently healthy but I was like wow why is it so why is my blood pressure so high um, I've had readings I don't mind sharing this because people need to be aware of this specifically us men need to be aware of, of the um, of the stats that's recorded when we have doctor visits so went to the doctor and apparently my blood pressure has been ranging from like 138 to 150 over 80 or 90, which is not good. Like I, I went to a recent doctor's visit and the nurse checked my blood pressure and she even said, you know, it's kind of high. And that's the first time I've heard that. Now, the messed up thing about that is about two years prior, I went to the doctor and my blood pressure was about the same at that moment, but nobody said anything, not even my doctor. And I was like, hmm. And most of the time we take it for granted. Once our doctor says something, we don't have to read the paperwork. We just go off what they say and wrong. So um, when you have the opportunity, specific, specifically us men, no matter how old or how young you are, 
uh, schedule regular doctor visits, schedule a physical. Um, I know you might not be comfortable with that, but it only lasts a couple of minutes and it can save you a lot of time. And it can also not only be beneficial for you, but beneficial for your family uh, because other people care about you. And if you don't share that information, they themselves wouldn't know what to do to help you to make sure that you are healthy. So uh, plus it puts pressure on them, um, the people that you love and the people that care about you to tend to you. Now, if that's something that you can do yourself to prevent that. Then do it. Please do. Um, I know you may not accept this or maybe you do know this. Uh, and it may feel too heavy, but a lot of people are dependent on you. People that haven't even met you yet, fellas, are dependent on you. So just keep that in mind because um, that's something that I have to consider. So anyway, check. I saw that. So I've been going through some doctor visits trying to get things situated because um, that needs to change. Because high blood pressure can lead to you know, cardiac arrest, at least lead to a stroke. It can lead to a lot of complications. And I'm being honest, I'm too fit not to be fit. I'm too healthy not to be healthy. In my opinion, I'm too young to be having these issues. So anyway, um, been having these issues for a couple of months. I remember waking up recently and I heard a voice as clear as day say, God isn't going to heal you. And I was like, what? And I know a lot of people may think this is crazy, but I heard it first thing in the morning. God's not going to heal you. And I was like, uh-uh, that was not of God. Nope, that wasn't of him. So I literally literally had to um, do some um, listening to sermons so I can be encouraged. And the, the people that I like listening to are uh, Robert Madu, uh, Dr. Tony Evans, uh, Reverend T.D. Jakes, uh, Dr. Miles Monroe, and um, even... Uh, Darius Daniels. Um, I like listening to these guys uh, because they all have a different approach to God's word. Um, but I, I, I needed to listen to that for encouragement because I was like, no, nah, that's not real. That's that is not true. Um, so the, the focus of this episode was to remind us how to decipher um, information. And once we know the truth. It'll be easier to refute it. It would be easier to um, rebuke it. It would be easier to refuse it. So I wanted to touch base on that. Um, a couple of things I'm a reference. Of, but first of all, I just thought this was funny. To me, it is. I don't think any of us. Or at least all of us or most of us is a is, is a fan of having wet butt. Now, we're thinking, what, what's wet butt? Now, I'm not talking about, you know, like diarrhea or anything. I know this may be TMI, but this is, I just thought about this. The concept of having wet butt. Now, have you ever sat down on a toilet, used the bathroom, you flush, and when the, the toilet flushes, the water that's being flushed, it feels like it's, it's spitting up and like you feel it on your bottom. And you're like, I did not sit here to get wet butt. Now I have to wipe myself like I'm a child because my butt is wet. And it just feels uncomfortable specifically because you didn't expect it. Number one. Number two, and it's it's cold. <laughs> so I was like, wow, I'm pretty certain that most of us have experienced that 
specifically in toilets you know in public places because you know this is we are sitting on a porcelain throne that we are not the king or queen of so it's unfamiliar but i just thought i was like wow i didn't come here for wet butt anyway random um thought but anyway um <laughs> let's get into uh, this podcast so the, the first thing i wanted to do um there were three things that i wrote down in reference to this and i immediately thought about jesus being tempted by satan um uh, while he was fasting so um there's these three things i thought about um i think it's um let's see three different points uh yeah actually yeah yeah i'm gonna reference this bible verse these bible verses and i'm gonna read them and I'm, hopefully I'm going to read them through them quick enough not to uh, consume so much time. So these three points I said were I, I jotted down was number one, listen as far as the information that you receive uh, regarding anything. It says listen. Second, discern. Third, reject. Uh, now I'm going to go to uh, Matthew 4 verses 1 through 11. And if you hear some typing, it's because I got my computer right here. So, um, so yeah, Matthew 4 verses 1 through 11 and it says that Jesus is tested in the wilderness and these is very short scriptures but that's the first thing that came to my mind because not only did Jesus know the truth he was the truth he he, he, he was created to fulfill the law that was created in the Old Testament so it says Jesus is tested in the wilderness this is verse uh, verses 1 through 11 then Jesus was led then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, it is written, man should not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the, old, to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. Jesus answered him, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the lord your god and serve him only then the devil left him and angels came and attended him now the funny thing about satan satan will tempt you then he'll come back he'll tempt you leave come back satan always has to re-strategize but God created everything before it began so God knows exactly what's going to happen and since he knows all of that um, and obviously he knows more than we know then um, it is easy for him um, to say hey I don't trust in that I don't believe in that and um, move forward and I know for all of us um, they're gonna come times where we receive uh, some information uh, that just doesn't sound right and the first thing that we we have to do is receive it we have to listen again have uh, discernment and then reject that which is not true and hold on to that which is um 
the next aspect that I'm going to jump into is uh, the part in Revelation where <laughs> uh, Satan's fate is predicted. Um, now, this is found in Revelation chapter 12, verse 7 through 12. Um, obviously, uh, the book of Revelation talks about a future that has already been created. As always, hasn't we have not gotten to that point yet. We have not approached it, but God has already foretold uh, the, the, the Satan's defeat. And I wanted to read this because the, this ties into a, 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 um, a song lyric um, that actually spoke speaks volumes uh, uh, to me or speaks volume to me uh, personally, personally, not just as a believer, not just as an individual, but as a as a hip hop uh, enthusiast, I guess. Um, but I'm going to read you Revelation uh, chapter 12, verses 7 uh, through 12, uh, because I think this is very important. And once I read this, uh, we'll take a quick break. Uh, but going back, it's Revelation 12, verses 7 through 12, right? Then war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. But he was not strong enough, and they lost their place in heaven. The great dragon was hurled down, that ancient serpent called the devil, or Satan, who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled, hurled, hurled to the earth and his angels with him. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, now have come, now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. They triumphed over him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. Therefore rejoice, you heavens and you who dwell in them. But woe to the earth and the sea, because the devil has gone down to you. He is filled with fury because he knows that his time is short. His time is short. Now, considering that last line, but woe, well, I'm sorry, the last, last verse, verse 12. But woe to the earth and the sea, because the devil has gone down to you. He is filled with fury because he knows that his time is short. Now, I want you to consider the, the lyrics uh, by KB's song, uh, Not Today, Satan. And I thought it was very uh, applicable. And I will read those lyrics, well, at least a part of it, uh, once we return. So keep listening. If you're listening so far, thank you so much uh, for your commitment. But uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back. Yo, what's up, T-Goss listeners? So if you haven't heard already, I just released uh, the sequel to my first poetry trap book titled Side B. Side B as in boy. Uh, my first chat book came out uh, last February 2020. Um, it was a, a compilation of pieces that I've written over the previous 10 years um, geared towards expressing the, the inner makings of my my manhood um, from my younger days to me being a man that I am, me being the man that I am today. Uh, but the second chat book um, just has uh, longer pieces, uh, more detailed pieces about varied 
topics that I probably didn't mention in the first chat book, but it is available on Amazon.com. Go to Amazon.com, type in Side B and type in Calvin Pennywell Jr. And there should be available uh, for $12. So I uh, will be purchasing a few copies in the future to sell in person um, with a personalized uh, statement from me and my signature inside if you uh, if you wish to have one. So I hope you enjoy it. I enjoyed writing it. Uh, I am saying that I'm I will say that I'm currently writing for my next uh, book, uh, but it will be something a little bit different. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to sharing that with you guys. Uh, the point of my writing is to help, is to uh, encourage people to heal. Um, but as far as me personally, being content with what I've done, uh, being thankful for what I am doing, and um, knowing that God will take care of the future, um, and just being aware that he has always been present, He's always been consistent. Um, the th one thing that will change is me. The one thing that won't is him. So I check it out again. It's side B. It is up for consumption and I hope you enjoy it. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. And here we are returning to the most current episode titled No The Truth. Yo, what's up, TGOS listeners? Welcome back to the latest episode of The Glory Not Stories with your host, Calvin Wayne Pennywell Jr. on this current episode titled Know the Truth, Know the Truth. Now, uh, before I was I read through Matthew in reference to uh, uh, Jesus being tempted by Satan, and then I referenced Revelation, where uh, Revelation, Revelation 7, chapter 7, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Let me go back because I might be wrong. Um, yeah, I want to miss, I want to give you the wrong scriptures. Uh, wrong uh, references to go back to. No, actually, Revelation 12, verses 7 through 12. So, okay, I had to go back and, and uh, make sure I gave you the you know, the correct uh, reference point again. So, I, I mentioned that I was going to uh, tie uh, the connection between Revelation and what KB, KB K to the second letter, uh, said in his song, uh, Not Today, Satan. Um, which is which is very interesting because I was thinking, man, this is amazing. So anyway, in this, I want to say this is the bridge. Uh, probably he says, "Yeah, I know your ways. Already read all your plays. Yeah, I think I'm booked for tomorrow. Yeah, and today and today just ain't your day. I see you feeding the, they feed and they hate. See the bodies that you take. We do not break. Never no breaks." building displays on top of your cake come and see me about it my squad too deep got it covered like newsweek kicking these facts like bruce lee before the w's like uv uv sun gotta shine lord use me hit him with the o come on here don't let him fool you he bring up your past boy bring up his future we not confused your name is racist hatred graceless all disgraces traces straight to your engagement to face the natures, but on that day you face the maker, not today. No, not to, not today, Satan. So, so I was thinking about um, 
Revelation 12, verses 7 through 12, and immediately thought about KB's lyric and him basically saying, yo, not today, not today. And but the 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 one thing in there that is very pivotal, the uh, the um, the two words that are very important is not today. So that means you can't predict. You can't really say not tomorrow because, number one, you don't know how he's going to come at you. But you do know that God is consistent, that God is truth. God said that he'll never leave nor forsake you. And he also mentions that God knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. So everything that's coming your way, every opposition, every challenge, God is aware of it. One thing that my mom reminded me of was before anything gets to me, it has to go through God's fingers, which means that it has to be filtered. It has to be monitored and it has to be looked at as God saying, OK, I can use this, which he can. God can use it. Um, so, and that's exactly what he does. He used it for his glory. Same thing had reference to, to Job when Satan, um, when God said, have you tried Job? Have you tried my Job? And Satan was like, uh, -uh who is that? And then God tells him and then Satan was like, oh, sure. Let me, let me, let me have my way with them. And, and, and God literally allows everything to be taken away from Job to the point where he gives it all back times 10 times 10 like I'm probably misquoting the numbers but he gets all of it back because his faith in God is consistent no matter what he went through um, so imagine Job having to say not today Satan when his, his, his livestock was taken away imagine Job having to say not today Satan uh, when his family was taken away imagine Job having to say not today Satan when his health was jeopardized and that's something that we constantly have to say that is our battle cry not today so going back to the morning when i woke up and i heard um heard satan say god's not going to heal you i had to say no nah, not today satan and it's funny because satan would be like yeah you're right not today god's not going to heal you today i said well technically god has already healed me i just haven't got to that point yet so the beautiful thing um, that I'm learning is the verse, the simplest thing. God said he will never leave nor forsake you. Going back to when Jesus, and this was mind blowing to me, going back to when Jesus was hanging on the cross. Jesus literally said, God, why have you forsaken me? This is just how big the price he paid for us. This is how much he values our relationship. God's initial wrath against man was to have us die and have him turn his back on us. Jesus took that. Jesus took that. Not only did he take it, he felt it. He felt it. Now, he is a direct descendant from God. He's God's son, right? But even he said to his father, God, why have you forsaken me? So imagine receiving in full human form what Jesus had to receive as part man. And even Jesus asked God, if you can remove this cup for me, let it be. But let, if you can remove this cup for me, 
do so, but let your will be done. So uh, he took all of that so that that morning when Satan came to me and said, yo, he's not going to heal you. All I had to say is I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Just imagine um, like the checks that we receive from our jobs, our our boss's name are going to be on those checks because they're validating the payment with Jesus. His name is on a check that he had written way before we even existed. So in his name is our validation in his name is the gateway between us and God. So I want us to continuously go through that process of listening, discerning, and rejecting. Rejecting that which is not good. Rejecting that which is false. Rejecting that which is discouraging. Um, rejecting that which is demeaning. Rejecting uh, the emotional bullets that we receive from people that we are invested in. I'm learning that um, in the process of loving or at least trying to love someone they will hurt you. They will hurt your feelings. And at some point, you have to get out of the way because you're really trying your best. But we have to remember where we end, God begins. And um, we have to take care of ourselves. We have to be willing to say, not today, Satan. So say, for instance, you are on the phone with somebody that you haven't talked to in a while and you haven't talked to them in a while for a particular reason. It's because every time you all talk, it's like you always get into an argument. And it comes to a point where you say, where you have to say, not today, Satan. When the relationship is becoming severed, when it's the relationship that has to be sacrificed, at that moment you say to yourself, this is where the value is and I want to protect this. So I'm going to say, not today, Satan. So that morning, I was protecting my faith by saying not today Satan and he constantly comes at me in so many different ways um, but I want to give you a, a small testimony and um, this this meant a lot this just this just proves just how much God knows my heart and how much he knows yours so I was in a situation where somebody kept somebody I felt like somebody didn't really understand me and I'm not the type of person to blatantly say, like, you ask me something or you say something. I say to you, what's it to you? Why does it matter? That's not me. I just, you know, I just I don't respond that way. Um, what I would do is if somebody asks me a question, I will answer it. But I will only give you that which you asked for. I'm not going to give you any extra information. I used to feel compelled to do so in order to explain myself. But I don't have to. You don't have to explain yourself. Just they ask you, are you OK? You can just simply say yes or no. And if they really care, they'll ask follow up questions. And if they don't at that moment, you like there's no need for me to say anything because they, that's not what they asked for. So anyway, this person was just living off assumptions and I didn't say anything. And it, it was eating me alive. Then I had to remember what Jason Wilson said about constantly living in the state of offense 
if somebody throws a punch at you and it hits, if you concentrate on where that punch hit, you're not going to set yourself up to defend for the next one. So once they hit you, you just got to move on. You got to literally roll with the punches. But for me, God knows my heart. God knows if something happens, it's probably going to stay on my heart for a while until the next thing comes up. But God said, yo, let me handle this for you. So I'm just, you know, maneuvering through life. The person confronts me and asks questions about why I do what I do or why things are the way that they are. And I only answer that which they ask for. And then they gather an understanding. And then they're like, oh, now I see. I didn't even have to confront them. God did that. Now, there are certain times where you will have to confront somebody. But I didn't feel like I had to explain. But there was a need in me to, that was saying, yo, I just wish this person would understand. And even God said, yo, I got that. And then I was reminded. I like CJ, if if God can take care of something so small outside of your control, outside of you saying anything, just imagine just how, how much detailed he is with the much bigger stuff that you definitely don't have control of. And going back to that morning uh, when, the, when Satan said, God won't heal you. One thing I do have control of is my faith. One thing I do have control of is being reminded of his promises. One thing I do have control of is just being still and knowing that he is God and remembering like he told Moses, I am that I am. So any questions, any concerns you have, God is always the answer. He always has it. He is always truth. Jesus conquered the world so that it would not conquer us. Death has no hold on us. So if we're living life and we're enjoying it and God says it's time to come home, what a rejoiceful experience that is because we no longer have to live in sin. We can live as, as fully functional mirrors reflecting God's glory for the rest of our lives, for the rest of eternity. So death has no hold on us. If anything, death uh, provides the opportunity to be in God's full presence the way it was intended to be before the fall of man. So I, I hope this helps you in any way. I know a lot of people are listening to these episodes and thinking, yo, why isn't he interviewing anyone? Um, just going through, um, just wanted to take opportunities to touch uh, on things that I have experienced and maybe other people are as well and remind them that they're not alone. Now, I am going to get back into the habit of interviewing people, but over the last couple of months, um, God has been really uh, speaking to me in my trials, speaking to me in my experiences, and I know uh, that other people are experiencing the same thing. So whenever something comes your way, whether it's information on the Internet or somebody just saying something to you, maybe somebody that you're really in a really intimate relationship with, and you find yourself vulnerable to their opinion, take the time to listen, discern, and reject. Reject the trash. Reject the junk. And remember God's truth. Remember that he loves you. Remember that he wants what's best for you. And remember that you are a conduit, uh, which is a vessel that something is processed through. Um, just remember that. Remember how valuable you are. 
Remember that if you wake up this morning, that means your task still needs completion. Doesn't matter how much money you make, how many friends you have, um, or, or, or how healthy you are. You were born to glorify God. We were born and created in his image to reflect the greatness and the righteousness that he is. So when I say any of this, I am talking to myself as well, because this is something that I have to be reminded of daily. I have to constantly say, not today, Satan, not today. Hope you all have a wonderful weekend. Hope you enjoyed your Thanksgiving holidays as we step into the end of the year towards Christmas. Remember the true meaning of Christmas, which is uh, the, the coming of the Messiah. I was reminded that the name Emmanuel in reference to Jesus means God with us. So God took it upon himself to send his son as a living sacrifice because he loves us that much. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whosoever shall believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. I hope this helps you. Have a wonderful day. Um, you are listening to the, to the latest episode of The Glory in Our Stories with your host, Calvin Wayne Pennywell Jr., titled Know the Truth. Yo, thank you all for listening. Tune in next time for the latest episode of The Glory in Our Stories.